Hey besties, and welcome back to the Sadie Savage Podcast. Today I have Heidi Summers, also known as Buff Bunny, and I had the absolute best time talking with Heidi. I think she's not only an incredible businesswoman, but also just an incredible person in general. Throughout this episode, Heidi and I discovered we have so many similarities, so if you resonate with me and my Sadie Savage story, I think that you'll find parts of you also resonating with Heidi. She started her career off by sharing videos of her workouts on YouTube, and in just a short amount of time, she's created workout plans, an app, a clothing line, and has impacted so many lives in such a beautiful way. In this episode, Heidi shares how she hit her own sad phase and the steps she took to fall in love with herself, while also all the challenges she experienced on the way. She shares her experience with bodybuilding, tips to beginning your own fitness journey, how Buff Bunny was created, and just so much more. I really, really hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. So let's kick it off. Hi, Heidi, and welcome to the Sad to Savage podcast. I am so excited to have you here. This is so cool. I've been wearing clothes from Buff Bunny, and actually, you're like high socks. I wear every single day. So this is really, really fun. But for the audience, I'm just going to have you do a quick intro to tell everyone just who you are and a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I haven't done too many podcasts, so I may or may not get a little nervous, but my name is Heidi Summers. Some people know me as Buff Bunny. I am the owner of Buff Bunny Collection and also Grounds Fitness app. And I love what I do. I am a online creator. I do YouTube videos. Um, I am a fur mom to a husky who's very sassy, daddy's girl named Nala. She's like the love of my life. And I get married in a few weeks. So I will be a wifey. Very exciting. That is so exciting. Congratulations on your engagement. Oh my gosh. I I I love, I'm in the phase of life where everyone's getting married and it's so much fun. How has planning been for you? Oh gosh. I'm like, don't ever have a wedding. I'm kidding. No, I love it. It's fun. It's a lot. We got engaged in October and we're getting married in March. So very short timeframe. I understand why people have two-year engagements now. It's kind of like let everything soak in and give yourself plenty of time to prep for a wedding. But we are just kind of like, let's do what we can so we can move on and have kids. Like we really want to have kids. It's been fun. I definitely think that the smaller, the better. So we um, had something really small and intimate in Alaska. We're technically legally married. We did something with just our parents there in my backyard growing up. And honestly, that was perfect. We're having now like a ceremony and a reception in March in a few weeks. And, um, There'll be about a hundred people there. So it's not like a massive, massive wedding and it's not super small and intimate, kind of smallish, I guess, a hundred people. We have a big family. I feel like that's pretty and small. I know you have a big family. Yeah. It's funny. You, before we got on this call, Heidi said we have a lot of similarities and it's so crazy because I have the exact same thoughts. I'm not engaged yet, but me and my boyfriend are planning our wedding for later in the year. And we're like, okay, quick engagement. I really want to be a mom. I'm like, I don't really want to drown it out for a year and a half. So we really do have a lot in common. And my plan was to get married in my parents' backyard, which is crazy. So what What made you want to get married in your parents' backyard? I won my sisters and all my best friends already married. So all the good wedding venues, I feel like everyone's kind of taken. And then none are available for at least like out to two years in Michigan, which is where I'm from. And my parents just bought a house and like a bunch of acres of land. So it just made sense that we could do it there. But I really, I really- Where, where in Michigan? Where in Michigan? I'm right outside of Detroit. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. I was like, that's that's a good- just, My mom's from Kalamazoo. So I went there way back in the day because she grew up on a ranch farmland um, out there. I liked Michigan. Oh my gosh. My boyfriend went to college up in Kalamazoo. What? No way. Dude, we yeah. have a lot. Oh, that's wild. I've never been to Alaska though, but I've wanted to go. 
Hey, come anytime. My family's so funny. My mom's always, she was inviting, she just met her um, allergist coming to Houston. She's like, come visit anytime. We have spare rooms. <laughs> like, all right, mom, have the doctor come visit, but Alaska's <laughs> beautiful. You definitely have to go sometime. I love that. So on my podcast, Sad to Savage, my background came from basically I was in a really dark place in 2020 and I started learning about healthy habits and routines. And I, after a year and a half, actually it was like a couple of years, I made this transformation and then I went on TikTok saying like, I went from sad to savage and I changed my whole life and here's how I did it by changing my habits. And so that's kind of how my career took off and that's how it became kind of like a full-time thing and how this podcast became created. And on this podcast, I talk so much about habits that helped me and then in season two, which is right now, it switched to kind of other people and focusing on their lives and their habits. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about your story kind of before Buff Bunny existed and how you got into the fitness and YouTube world? And then I want to dive into your habits. Definitely. So I actually read your story online and that's kind of how I found your podcast. And I, I guess all the emotions that you kind of talked about going through is something similar that I went through and it was before social media and everything. And I've talked about it in some videos. So I really resonate with your story of becoming sad to savage. I would say like my, my instance where I became, I guess, sad to savage would probably start when I was um, in Alaska. I went through this phase in my life where I was in college and I really wanted to go to the lower 48 is what we called the States. And, um, I talked about it all the time, but I never actually made the move. Cause I was, you know, a little scared, nervous, I guess in Alaska, it's like its own like culture, if you will, it's very isolated, very, um, it's like one of the, it's the biggest state, but it's also, you feel just isolated. I don't know. It's, it's so to go to lower, lower 48 just felt so big and scary. I've never uh, heard of lower 48 before. No. Okay. No, I never. Think, uh, I think Canada calls it that. And also Alaska. That's so funny. And I think Hawaii calls it that too. So there's a few of us like the, the loner areas where we're like the lower 48. And then we have obviously Alaska and Hawaii. Um, but yeah, I remember going through a phase of my life where I remember I was cheated on. I crashed my car and I got laid off from work and all within a few weeks of each other. And I remember the toll it took on my mental health and just all the emotions of feeling three different traumatic -y things happen all at the same time. Um, and I told myself at that time, I was like, I am first, I'm going to go to lower 48. It's now or never. There's nothing holding me back. So it's like, I, I twisted everything into, I guess, a positive. I was like, well, I don't have to sell my car because I crashed it and I don't have a boyfriend holding me back. And I don't have my favorite job. I was a coffee girl. I was a barista. So I was really good at making cappuccinos and milkshakes, but it's I a good life it. skill. Yeah. It's a good life skill to have. So during that time, I just try to twist it into a positive, but I was still really struggling. I think with a few different things. One, I think getting in a car accident, you know, totaling my car, it was scary, <laughs> you know, just kind of going through the emotions and then also getting cheated on. Um, and although like this guy wasn't the love of my life by any means. I really cared for this person. We were together for two years. And I think just being blindsided by being cheated on by multiple people, I remember just, it made me, you know, have those thoughts where you are like, oh, maybe I'm not pretty enough. I'm not kind enough. I'm not, I'm not enough like overall. And, um, I told myself that I was going to give myself one year of dating myself. And I guess this is a habit that I kind of created for myself. And, um, 
I said one year, no dating, focusing on me. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to travel. I'm just going to date myself. And that's what I did. So I moved to lower 48, packed up my stuff and, um, you know, worked multiple jobs, put myself through school. And during that time, I really just focused on me. I spent a lot of time in my thoughts and I would, I wouldn't necessarily journal, but I would, it's funny. I would drive around with no music on and just absolute silence. And my boyfriend or my fiance husband, I don't even know what to call him anymore, <laughs> but he, he, I still do it now. I just, I drive with no music on sometimes, um, or I work out with absolute silence. Sometimes I have headphones on, but it's quiet and I'm just alone in my thoughts. And I just think about things that I'm proud of for me, like affirmations. And I think about things that I want to improve on. And I did that for a year, but then after a year, I was like, I really got to know myself and I realized like my strength and things. I'm like, wow, like I am pretty enough. I am confident enough. I am cool. Like I I'm proud of the accomplishments that I've done and I celebrated myself more and doing that. Um, one year turned to three years. <laughs> so I was single working on myself, dating myself for three years and with no distractions from dating. And during that time, I really fell in love with myself as a person and doing that, I created boundaries and I patience, dedication to myself and my craft and my schooling. And um, it was life-changing for me. I think that is so incredible. And you brought up in your story so many amazing things. The first thing I want to touch on is that moment of going through losing your job, getting in a car crash, and then also going through a breakup. That is such a horrible time looking back in someone's life, but being able to take it and turn it into almost like a purpose and a passion and something like, okay, I can use this time now to focus on myself. I think that that's so amazing and so incredible. I was saying to my boyfriend, I love him so much, but I'm like, oh, going through a breakup sometimes is like so empowering because you have this new, um, like you're seeing through a new lens of, oh my gosh, all of these things I used to think about, like I don't need to focus on anyone but myself. And I think that is such an important mindset to have and take advantage of. And then also when you said you drive around in your car, I do that all the time with no music on, or I'll just sit for like 10 minutes when I get home and just be like thinking. And I love that so much. And another thing I want to touch on is I was in a relationship for, it was on and off for like five years and he would cheat on me all the time. And I always reflected it onto myself. Like if I wasn't so needy, then he wouldn't be cheating on me. If I was prettier, he wouldn't be cheating on me, all of these things. And I think that that's something that a lot of women experience instead of being able to pull out and recognize like his qualities and him doing those actions has absolutely nothing to do with me and everything to do with him. And I think it's so, sometimes it's hard to see that or think that. And I think your explanation of doing a lot of self-work and falling in love with yourself helps you realize that it never had anything to do with you, someone else's actions. It's fully on them. And I think that that's so amazing that that's something that you learned through your experience. And hopefully everyone listening can learn from you from that and not have to go through it themselves. But I think that that is so amazing and so powerful. Now, after you came to the lower 48. I love that. I'm going to start referring to the United States as that. But after you came here and you started falling in love with yourself and working on yourself, what really was the push? Were you always into fitness or what was the push to get into the fitness world? No, actually, it's funny because I came to the States to you know, work on myself and I was doing a lot of internal work. But during that time, because, you know, it's not like an overnight thing. You know, it's not like I moved to the States and I was like, okay, I'm better now. I'm good. I love myself. 
you know, it took time. And the first six months, um, I remember questioning myself, like, did I make the right decision? What am I doing here? And in high school, I hated the gym. Like when I say I hated the gym, I, they made, they made me take a weightlifting class. I remember the teacher, he was like, okay, you know, pick up the barbell. I was like, LOL, nah, like that's like half my weight. I'm not taking, I'm not picking that up. Um, and it's funny now. Cause he's like, you do this for a living. You used to skip my class all the that time. So like I'm Mr. Macintosh. But I think moving to the States, I actually gained a good amount of weight in a short amount of time. I don't, I wasn't super overweight, but I did gain about like, I lost, I stopped step. I, I threw my scale away. Cause I was like, this isn't good for my mental health, but like 35 pounds, possibly more in a short amount of time. And I remember my fam- family and friends just being like, all right, move to Texas, you eating good. Cause I mean, I was, I was like indulging in everything I could because partly it was just fun. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm used to just home cooked meals all the time and being able to have easy access to like anything was fun. And then secondly, I was also turning to food as comfort, which was not the best thing for me while I was doing a lot of internal work. So I realized once I had to, you know, buy new clothes, nothing was fitting me. It was one thing, the weight gain, but also as making how, how it was making me feel. I remember because I was like, okay, like I'm putting myself through school. I'm working three to four jobs at some points. I don't have time to feel like this type of low energy, very drowsy, very foggy brained, if you will, just exhausted at all points. I saw it just like in my skin, my hair, I just felt exhausted and like drained all the time. And partly I knew was what I was eating, which was a lot of fast food. Um, so I recognized that I needed to not only do, you know, mental health work, but also like fuel my body. Right. And start working out at at first. It was like, I just need to lose, you know, I just want to lose a few pounds. You know, um, I want to look good, feel good, all the things. Um, but as I started working out, you know, it was hard for me to fall in love with fitness because I hated it so much. I didn't enjoy it. And, you know, I told myself, okay, I'm gonna go to the gym. If I give it 150%, I don't have to come back tomorrow. And that's kind of what helped me develop that habit to start going to the gym more. And I would give it my all one day. So I didn't have to come back the next and I'd come back the next day and it was every other day. And that's all I could give because I was, I had so much going on, you know, I was putting myself through school and working and all the things. And then I started really liking the changes that I was seeing. And I really started enjoying the gym. Um, I think what really helped me at the time was actually going to CrossFit because I enjoyed the community aspect of it. I enjoyed like the team bonding, like everyone's cheering you on. And so, yeah, that's kind of like what helped me get into fitness And once I kind of, you know, lost the weight, I was doing CrossFit, I was gaining muscle. I was like, this is really cool. Then I decided to do a bikini competition. That is (laughs) so cool. Yeah. I was like, and I'm glad that I did them to, again, it's, I learned a lot of healthy habits. I learned a lot of, a lot about myself and a whole other level. It's kind of, I guess like those three years I spent on my own it's like you have it in a different type of area where you're alone a lot. You're isolated a lot. You're learning a lot about yourself. Um, I don't think I would do another one because I feel like they can, they can be very harmful if you're not strong-willed and you're not able to compartmentalize and it can be harmful for some people. Um, but looking back, I'm like, okay, I'm glad I did those things, learned what I did. And now I really try to focus on lifestyle and just like 
not eating in such extreme restrictions and just eating to nourish your body, fuel your body and, you know, reach your goals, but also enjoy the journey and enjoy the process. I really like that perspective too. A lot of the things that I tried to incorporate for my own life and then I try to teach my sisters and then I like to teach online is finding something that's actually sustainable, like for a lifestyle. Because if you go in these these up and down waves, that's all it is, is a, a few weeks where it's very successful and then you can't maintain it and then it kind of impacts your mental health in a way that's not healthy. And so when you find that healthy balance of, okay, like this is sustainable for me and this is the type um, – of energy that I need and the body that I like to be in that feels healthy. And this is what works for me. I think that that's really amazing. But what I really like about you sharing that too, is that that didn't just like poof happen. And you knew that and you found that it was through your experience and trying new things and understanding what actually did really work for you. I think with building a fitness habit. So I was similar. Well, I had done sports, but similar in the fact that I'd gained a lot of weight And then I just hated working out. I was embarrassed. I didn't want to go to the gym. And then I started just walking for a few months. And that kind of got me into the world of working out again. And then I fell in love with different types of workouts. I say, or I used to say all the time, like, I will never be a runner. I hate running. I'll only run if someone's trying to kidnap me. And now, and then last summer, I ran two half marathons out of nowhere just for fun, like one day outside. I was like, wait, what? And so I think it's so interesting because it's always whenever someone is on their own personal health Um, either mental health or physical health journey. It's so interesting. The steps that you take, you don't even realize that they're getting you one step closer to like that end goal and that that thing that you can hold on to for life that works for you so that it's basically a part of you. Yeah, that's why I I like your podcast so much because the, you know, the sad to savage, it's like everyone, you know, everyone goes through dark periods or whatever that is. And it's like, everyone has a different way of pulling themselves out. Everyone has like a different story on how they, they got to that savage, you know, journey, which is so cool. Like you can all, you can learn from everybody. And I think something cool too, with learning from everybody is seeing, like, I always tell my sister this, like what, if you try something and it doesn't work, it like, say I saw you and I'm like, oh, she did this. I'm going to try that. And it didn't work for me. It doesn't mean that it's not going to work. It means that that just worked for that person's life. And it's cool. Cause you can take things and absorb them and be like, I love this. I'm trying this moving forward. But then also you can self-reflect. So it's not necessarily comparison and be like, oh, okay, like that works for her. It doesn't work for me. And that's fine. And then I'm going to try something else too. And I love that being able to hear different people's stories and learn from them, but then also kind of just continue on your own story as well. Now you are a YouTuber too. Yeah. How did you get into YouTube? Um, so I started YouTube in, I think it was 2014, possibly 2013. So I've been doing it for a minute and I love it. I think it's a whole different audience. I think the people that I feel like some people almost like grew up with me, you know, they saw me through a lot of different times in my life. I started doing it at first just to share workouts. My age is going to show, but back in the day, like 10 years ago, Instagram didn't have videos. It was just photos. And back in, back in that time, you know, I would upload workouts. I would try to be photos and be like, Oh, like what's your workout routine. And, you know, doing social media wasn't, I wasn't trying to do it full time. I was like deep in school. I, I had the goal of being a doctor one day. And I was like, I'm going to fully focus in that fully focus on that. Um, But when I was doing social media, you know, I had my, my transformation that I went through. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to share tips that I wish I would have known as a woman, because you know, when I would go to the gym or I was going to CrossFit, these guys would give me advice. And I was like, 
I don't know if I want to take this advice. I felt very weary about it. There wasn't a lot of women sharing content that was fitness related. And especially when it came to weight training. Now there's a lot, which I love to see. I'm like, yes, like my goal is to get more women in the gym, more women in the um, free weight section. Like I love to see it. And, but back in the day, you know, I would start uploading workouts because YouTube was the only platform that you could really upload workouts, especially to show people different, um, variations of workouts. Like, Hey, if you can't do a hip thrust because you don't have access to a barbell, you could do it on a leg extension machine. Like I was a girl trying to show different variations and just trying to help women by giving them advice and things like you can lift weights, you can eat carbs, you can eat a donut. So that's been like my whole thing since I started. It's really just about having a balanced life and giving them just tips that I wish I would have known when I first started. I love that so much. And I feel like it's so cool being a woman and just having other people like go through experiences and want to share and want to teach. And that's so beautiful that you basically accidentally started this empire from just wanting to help others. I think that that's so admirable and so cool. Thank you. It's been fun. From there, how did you start Buff Bunny? Because you said you wanted to at one point become a doctor. At one point, I really thought I was going to be an FBI agent. I literally was in DC a few summers ago. Like that was like my whole goal. And then this kind of just happened. But I love hearing women who are entrepreneurs and create this just beautiful thing for themselves. So when did you get the idea and kind of what did that look like? Yeah. So doing social media, you know, again, I just did it for fun. I was like, oh, okay, I can't show full workouts on Instagram. I'll just do them on YouTube. Um, And my following is growing and it wasn't like a full focus. I only uploaded videos like once a week, if that, um, you know, I would try to show a little bit of like, hey, this is how I juggle school and work and working three jobs. And then I started doing online coaching. And from there, I saved up some money. And I was like, everyone's like, hey, you should do Buff Bunny shirts. I was like, okay. So I, I love to, my, my favorite thing, my favorite pastime, I say, is just listening to women. And I definitely apply it in the product, whether it's, you know, Buff Bunny collection. I'm like, okay, girls wish they had a legging that made their butt look good. I'm like, cool, done. Girls want a fitness app where they you know, have everything in one place. Cool. I can do that. So it's like, I like to hear what would fix a woman's problem and just create it, I guess is like my favorite thing to do. But with them being like, Oh, I wish I had a shirt that had buff by on. I was like, cool, I can do that. So I did it. And when I did, they sold out really fast. And I was like, I was not expecting that. Um, so when that happened, everyone's like, you should do joggers and t-shirts and leggings. And I was like, if I do leggings, I'm not going to half-ass it. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And one of the quotes that my mom, I think it's in the Bible, but my mom would say, whatever thy hand findest to do, do with all thy might. So I, I'm the queen of never cutting corners, never half-assing, never doing things partly, but just giving it your whole heart. So I started looking into textiles and looking into different way, um, fabric stretches, the different compositions, the different washes, and really just deep diving and learning as much as I could talking to different manufacturers, learning different stitching styles, um, learning different grading techniques on women's bodies, you know, how it fits an extra small will fit differently on an XL and different coverages and gradings. There's so much that goes into it. And I did my leggings. <laughs> I did leggings, bras, some tops. And I remember launching and I was like, okay, this is like, this is a lot of money that I'm investing into this. And I was really nervous. Uh, but my first main launch with like leggings and bras. I remember I sold out really quickly and I was like, oh shit, 
I need to package all of these orders. I oh my gosh. I was like, I was doing everything out of my house. So I call all my friends. I'm like, can you come over and help me pack orders? I'll buy you pizza. So they all come over. I have like the most amazing friends and I'm still really close with to this day. And they started helping me pack orders. And, you know, it was, it was a learning thing because my friends, although they were great, some of them packed them wrong and the inventory was off and it was a whole thing, but people were, they loved the pieces and it made me so happy. So it was sort of accidental. I wasn't trying to be a business owner by any means. I was just listening to women and hearing like, I wish I had a pair of leggings that did this, 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 this. I was like, cool, I can do that. And so I really applied that, um, the last seven years that I've had the company, you know, I want ultra high-waisted leggings. I want a classic high-waist legging. I want a bra because I'm in the big titty committee or I'm in the itty bitty titty committee. So I try to create products for every woman, every size, every background, every different colors and patterns and things that women can just express themselves in the gym. I love that. And it's like, I feel like, actually, I feel like all women probably know this, but when you have a cute workout outfit on or a cute bra on or an outfit that you feel confident in, it is just, it impacts really so much. Like when I have a cute outfit on in the gym, I feel so good. I want to take pictures. I want to work out harder. I want to stay longer. I love it. And I think like that's one of my favorite things now about the gym is now I used to never get ready for it. And then a few months ago, I just started putting on makeup for it because it was the only time I was leaving the house. And I'm like, I kind of love this. Like this is my, I'm like going out like every single time. So I think that clothing and being able to put in that much effort and find what actually is going to make someone feel good and what people are wanting, that is just so wonderful. And just so I really like your determination and like your effort behind it. Because not that I ever thought that it was easy, but I think it's really easy for people not to know the back end of things going on. Now, what, what has been now in your life habits that you are relying on as a business owner, someone who created an app, someone who's on YouTube, someone who is also now becoming a wife, like all of these elements going in your life. What are your key habits that kind of help you do all of them? I think a few things. Um, one thing I, the only way that I can stay as organized as I am doing multiple things is having a calendar. I think in the first few years I had a business, I didn't really have a set calendar. Um, the last, I would say three years or so I've been like, okay, if it's on my calendar, I will be there. If it's not on my calendar, we'll have to schedule it for another time. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, Boundaries is a big word. It's probably my favorite word. And it's the only way that you can be like a good business leader, a business owner, and um, really setting out your schedule. So what I typically do and what helps me is having the boundaries where, Hey, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I take meetings, Thursdays and Fridays are the days where I typically don't take meetings, um, where I can like work on projects. I do podcasts. Like I actually really enjoy doing them because I get to meet different people. Thursdays and Fridays are kind of like my no meetings days, if that makes sense. So these are the days where I can think creatively because even though I'm the owner and CEO of multiple companies, I'm also a creative at heart. And I love to think of, you know, a new legging design, a new sports bra design, or how we can add storytelling into a campaign video or, um, what we want to do differently with grounds. And so I feel like creatives need those days where they don't have a bunch of meetings and it's more of like a creative day where they can just be alone in their thoughts, lost in their brain, go for a walk and think of some creative magic if, if you will. But that's really helped me where it's three days um, of meetings with my team, my departments, things like that. And then Thursdays or Fridays, it's like 
nope, you guys, like, if you guys need me, just call me if it's urgent, but these are my like creative days. Um, I really I, love that. I think I'm going to take that advice because you really, you have a great way of explaining things. I really feel similar where when my weeks are like, say there's meetings or things across the board, I get a little bit overwhelmed where I'm like, oh, I'll just be getting into working on something that I'm like, oh, I got to pivot. Or I have um, a few people that work for me that I'll have here and I get a little bit overwhelmed because I'm like, oh, I really need like to just be by myself, but it's not them. It's me. Like, I just want to be by myself to work on something else. So that's actually, I really like the way that you structure your week. But that's an amazing one. Okay. Anyway, it's fun. Everyone, everyone does things differently. Um, I used to do Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then I it, it was like, nah. It's like I need three hard, intense, crazy days in the craziness, and then Thursday and Friday. Um, also because I travel sometimes, and it's easier if I, if Thursday and Friday to Mon or Sunday, um, it's easier for me to pick up and go. Let's say creatively, I want to go to the Galveston beach down the road for the weekend and, and really think creatively there, it won't impact my team as well. That's so smart. I like that. Yeah. And it's, it's a good, it's a good boundary too. Cause you're like there, I mean, there have been times where I let, I let other things like kind of sneak into those Thursdays and Fridays where my team's like, Ooh, we want to do like a, um, a, a team meeting or team this. And, and sometimes I let things like, I'm like, Oh, it's okay. Like it's, it's not a big deal. But for the most part, I keep those boundaries where I'm like, Hey, these are my, these are my me days. Cause it gets crazy when you have like back-to-back -back meetings all the time. Like I have some days where I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm just exhausted. And I'm like, I can't get back to anyone that I had a meeting with earlier because I'm mentally exhausted. So I, I usually tell people, I'm like, if I have a crazy meeting on Monday and they're like, cool, let's follow back. And I need this project done or this approval. I'm like, it'll probably be on Thursday <laughs> when I get back to you with that. I like that though. That's very self-aware. And that actually sets you up for success. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, super helpful. But that'd be my biggest thing. And then also what we tend to do is we tend to put our, our our teams first and we'll put ourselves last. And whether you're a people pleaser or not, I feel like a lot of us will do that. We'll be like, we'll, we'll help someone out, whether it's a team member or whatnot versus helping ourselves out. So what I did for a while that helped me create a boundary with making sure that I don't miss my workouts, for example, because that's me time. I was like, I, I would set an appointment in my calendar. I'd be like, my workout's at 630. And if someone tries to book something, it's like, nope, sorry, I got my workout. It's my appointment with me. And I think that's a good boundary to have and a good habit because you teach yourself to show up for yourself. I really like that too. And then having it in your calendar, it's like, that's non-negotiable. Like that's happening. If it's on my calendar, I'll be there. I like that a lot. <laughs> we get off the call. I'm going to get a calendar for my wall. Everything. <laughs> I have an online one, but I'm a very like visual person. I'm like, I need to Same. look at one. Wait, okay, you're gonna love this. I'll have to send you the link to it. I got it on Amazon, but it's not. So I I got a big ass calendar, is what it's called, and I put oh, it. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, and I was like, this is too much. So now what I have is it's a calendar only because sometimes your phone can get overwhelming. I have a calendar that links to my Apple Calendar, but it's it's like my family calendar, so it's not work related. It's just like my own personal appointments, my husband's appointments, stuff for our dog like fun things like our friends weddings and it's it's a screen but it's only a calendar and it's on it's pretty good size it's like this big and it sits like in our kitchen I like that it's just so you know calendar. yeah and you can put like your grocery list on there too that's so nice I love that I like things like that I always see them on Instagram save them and then I just haven't bought them it's it's a good one I is it it's I, I think it's like 150 dollars like mm, but it's worth it it's worth it okay I like it. I trust the recommendation. What are some good habits that have helped you the most in your in your life? In my life, the habits that have helped me the most, 
The number one would be working on self-love just because for the longest time there wasn't a, a task that I would be doing that I didn't just rip myself apart at to the point where I um, would be giving like presentations for one of my jobs. I was a data analyst. And before the call, I would be like, you're going to do horrible. You're so bad at this. Like I would stutter on the calls. And my entire life, I loved public speaking. I would do speech competitions. And I'm like, I'm great at public speaking. Why am I giving myself like such a hard time to the point where I can't even talk right presenting to a group of people? And I realized it really was just all my mind and the fact that I was just so cruel to myself naturally. And I just taught myself like passing a mirror just to rip my body apart. Or if I was going to go to a social setting, I'd be like, oh, you're not good at talking to people. Like, you're going to be awkward. And it was so strange. It almost was like after I graduated from college, I just lost all confidence and developed this like mean aspect mm -hmm. to myself. And so working on self-love made me realize how many of the thoughts weren't even my thoughts. They were more so just like this automatic thing that just would appear. Like anytime I looked in the mirror, I'd have the same exact thoughts. And I'm like, oh, I just taught myself the habit of thinking that. And so when I worked on self-love, that was the biggest thing that changed my life because it impacted how I felt about everything, like going out in public or going um, to hang out with friends, like how I felt about myself and who I showed up as. And then also when you learn to love yourself and teach yourself to love yourself or even for, like figure out that it's possible, you realize that all your decisions change. Like the things that I wanted to do for myself were so different. The way that I like felt, it was like... I had like the best friend I always wanted and and I realized I, it could just be me so that was probably my biggest that changed my life and then another would probably be working out because for me working out it helped me lose weight that I'd gained I had a really similar thing where I didn't fit in my clothes anymore I was like just so thrown off like I didn't really want to go and hang out with friends anymore because I was so like embarrassed and when I started working out, I did it solely because I wanted to fit into my clothes and I wanted to look better. It never was about mental health until I realized the impact that it had on my mental health. And now for me, every single day, I start the day walking at least two miles. Um, now that it's warmer in Michigan, I can start running outside again. I hate running on the treadmill, which is like a downfall, but because I live in Michigan and have winter for forever. But now I can get back into running and mixing that in with my walks. And then I work out five days a week. And that has changed my life in terms of physically, but also mentally being able to just space out and not think about anything. I really like workouts where like I don't have to like think too much. Like I can just be off in another world while doing my workout. And then also I use it as my social time because when I got really into social media and I started my business, I started my podcast, I started just like not creating any boundaries around any like work boundaries. I would just work all night, all day. And then I realized, because I kind of fell out of what my friends were doing, where it was like drinking or going out or like having these crazy binge drinking weekends. And I still drink occasionally, but I wasn't in that same life that I had been in anymore. And I turned working out into like a social time. So all of my friends now either go to the gym with me or go to workout classes with me or I met them through the gym. So I think those are the two biggest habits that changed my life and also allowed me to be this version of me that I wanted to become and like shift into. Wow. And what about, uh, so I'm like asking you questions now, <laughs> I like it. We switched. <laughs> but I love, I love learning how people get out of those, those holes, you know, if you will, like you're kind of like in this time where you're just so struggling mentally. And, and when you're, you know, saying these bad things about yourself, how did you, and what habits did you do to really like pull yourself out? Like when you, instead of being like, Oh, you're going to do so bad. Was there anything that you did? Did you, 
did you start giving yourself good affirmations? Did you start doing certain things or saying certain things to yourself to help pull you out? I really, really rely on affirmations. That's how I started. But because I was so mean to myself, I felt so weird doing affirmations about myself. And so I'm one of six kids and I love my siblings so much. I've got four sisters and one brother. And I would pretend for the first, I think it was the first like three weeks of doing affirmations. Like I was talking to them and I'd write out all the things that I loved about my sisters and then, but I'd say I am. And so that helped me kind of, I felt so weird. And I was like, this is so stupid. Like what am I even doing? But I felt so desperate. And so I wrote it out pretending like I was talking to them. And that helped me start shifting my thoughts and realizing like how negative mine were and how I would never speak to them like that. I would be like crushed if they spoke to themselves the way I speak to myself, that kind of perspective and making it, taking away that little bit of awkwardness, like, okay, I'm talking about them, but I can just say I am. That helped a lot. And then I realized because I am so visual, I needed reminders in all the places that I was just having these uh, like thoughts on autopilot. Like before meetings, I put a a bunch of little sticky notes on my computer. And like right when you would open it, that would say like, I'm smart. I'm good at presenting, like based on whatever I had going on. And I would read that over and over and over again. And eventually I would just tell myself these things so often. And I didn't believe them at first, but then your brain literally adapts and it starts believing what you tell it, especially if you say it like for months on end. And then it's like without a question, I have a wall in my bedroom and my boyfriend just moved in with me. It's so funny because it's like all just like my stuff, like girl decorated. He's actually moving into oh, oh, down the hall, but just <laughs> sleeping in my room. But I have a whole wall that's just affirmations framed. And so I just make sure that I'm always, every morning I write affirmations and gratitude in the journal. And I, every night before bed, I say it in the mirror and I make sure that I'm always seeing it because I'm so visual, but then I'm also always just saying it, especially in those like places that used to trigger me. I would also put um, sticky notes on my mirror of things that I wanted to say when I looked in the mirror. And then I realized like I was just saying mean things just to say them, just because that's what I would say when I passed a mirror. Not even because I thought them like, or believed them. It was just what I was saying. So those are like kind of ways that I was able to start pulling myself out. And for anyone listening, I think at first, whatever you're going to try is going to feel a little bit off or a little weird or a little awkward or can make you feel uncomfortable. But I think that that's actually a good sign because that's showing you, okay, like why is saying like kind things to myself weird? Why is saying like, I love you or you're beautiful weird? And it makes you start challenging your previous thoughts. And then you start thinking and building awareness. And I think building awareness is one of the most important things because when you are aware, then you're able to start making that shift and start making that change. Wow. Shelby, I don't think you realize like, how powerful that is because I think it's one thing to tell people like, yeah, like when you're going through that, you pull yourself out of it by doing affirmations, but an exercise to help them know how to do that is a whole other different level. Cause a lot of people will say that, you know, like, oh, you know, um, I was struggling mentally and I, you know, I pulled myself out of it and I, but having an exercise like that, like I would never think to, to do that with, you know, my sisters. I also have, uh, I come from six kids too. So I was like, oh my oh, gosh, where yeah, are you going to line up? Uh, I'm number four. You're number one. I'm the second oldest. Second oldest. Okay. Um, yeah. So big family, lots of kids. And I think that would be such a great exercise to give to others and like have them do because, um, I didn't do an exercise like that, but you know, the ways that I would do, I would talk to myself, right. I was, I would, if I was going through anxiety or I was, you know, struggling with my mental health, I would talk to myself. I'd be like, Heidi, you are fine. You got this. You can do it. 
just breathe. You're going to be so happy when you're done and things like that. But if you can give someone an exercise where it's like, pretend you're talking to a girlfriend or your mom or your sister, it's like you, you are so much kinder and loving towards other people than we are to ourselves sometimes. But I think that exercise is so powerful. One thing that I think too, that's really cool. I teach it in my class, but my class, um, I used to teach live classes. So I taught about 500 people last year. And then I've been basically just switching it to go to downloadable, which has proven to be way harder than I thought it was going to be, but doable. (laughs) But another thing that's really cool about the actual practicing. So when I practice in the mirror every night saying self-love, another thing that I'll do is like when I lay in bed, I used to look at my phone and just like compare my life to everyone else's and just feel like so upset at the time I was living in my parents' basement and I'd gained all the weight and I was working like a job that I made $30,000 a year at that I hated. I couldn't even afford to live with my parents really. And I would like compare my life online. And so I realized that I had that as a habit too, just going on social media before bed, comparing myself to everyone else's life. And so then I started saying things in bed, like, I love you, like you're where you're supposed to be, like just kind affirmations and switching it so I wouldn't cry myself to sleep. And what I realized was happening. So I'd done that for, I've done that for a few years now, that when I started dating my boyfriend and I've been with him for a minute too, is in bed, I started saying the same things to him. Like I was so used to talking to myself before bed, like, I love you, you did so great today. Like you had a great job. Like I'm proud of you. Like Mm -hmm. all these things. And then I all of a sudden would switch it and do it to him or I'd have a sleepover with my sister. And it'd be like before bed, it's like a ritual for me to talk to myself. But it's like, now I like just compliment whoever's laying next to me for so long. Like, oh my God, you did great at your job today. Like, I'm really proud of you for showing up. And it's so funny that I'm like, what a cool habit that I was building for me that actually is positively impacting my relationship with people when that really wasn't the goal at the end of the day, but it kind of bled into it, which I think is really, really cool too. Because when you're building habits, you don't even realize it's like there's a goal in mind, but then there's always these outside things you can't see until you're there. That's like, oh, all these other areas are impacted. Yes. It's like the, like the domino effect, right? It's like, you're just doing thing, building a habit for yourself, but then it trickles down and it, you know, it helps your boyfriend, your sisters, your loved ones, and you know, it positively affects them. And then that will probably positively affect others that they're around. And it's really cool to see that ripple effect. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I've loved talking to you. I have followed you for years. This is so cool. That I've gotten to talk to you. I'm so, having I'm my so glad we finally got to chat. <laughs> now, I loved learning from you. And also, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you online and what your app's called again? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram, Buff Bunny, on YouTube, Heidi Summers. You can check out the app. It's Grounds Fitness app on the App Store. I also, I have a workout set from Buff Bunny that I got a few years ago. It is so cute. And when I moved, I had put all of my like long pants workout sets away. And then when I came back to Michigan, I'm like, I got to find all those. Like it's cold here because I was in North Carolina. And so I found the workout set and it's like this really cute little pink one. And I wore it the other day and I got so many messages, like people going crazy. And I'm like, I got I'm like, I got this a few years ago. Like I love this set. Oh, I have to, I'm going to go creep to see which one. Oh, if it's a tie dye one. Yeah. That was a few years ago. That was probably from our sugar rush collection. It's funny because people will still wear it years later and they're like, where can I get it? We're like, ah, everything's limited edition, but I, I bet you had the sugar rush one. That one, like people have been demanding us to do a a restock on it and we're like maybe in the future we'll see <laughs> i i'll send you a pic of it i have two that i always get messages about 
And the one, I have never gotten more messages in my life about a workout set. And I was like, you guys, I'm like, it's not there. Like, I don't know what to say. And then I'm also in this episode, I'm in the description. I'm going to link my socks because I wear the scrunched up long socks literally every single day. Like, I don't have them on right now. I'm wearing them right now. (laughs) They're like, I get so many messages on them too. And at the gym, I'm like, at least once a gym class, like someone will come up to me and be like, where'd you get those socks? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love them. So I'm going to link them just so everyone can see them too. And then I'll also link your social profiles and your app just for anyone that wants to head there after listening to the podcast. Thanks, Shelby. I appreciate it. I got to send you more socks. We have other colors now. (laughs) What? Okay. Yes, please. Oh my God. That's such good news. (laughs) My boyfriend, I, I've been picking out my outfit in front of him every day and I literally pick them out of my sack drawer and put them up and he says, you wear these a lot, huh? And I'm like, yeah, like, don't touch them. Like, don't touch them. <laughs> I'm like, I do not want to share it with you, please. Say, don't touch my socks. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. I had the best time talking to you and I'm so excited. Thank you, Shelby. I had so much fun. Bye.